Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is episode 52. I am so happy that you're here, and thank you for joining my show, Your Coach, Helen Yuskovic. I am on a worldwide mission to help people get confident in putting themselves first because I used to put myself second my whole life. And because of that, I experienced every unhealthy relationship possible. An unhealthy relationship with myself, my health, my wealth, my intimate relationships, my family, my friends, and my career. I'm now living in an abundance that I used to just dream about. So I want to pave the way for you too. It's time, guys. It's time that you live in the life of your dreams as well. So let's take a step towards that right now. P.S. Subscribe to my podcast on your app now so that you always tune in to my new episodes. Here we are for another episode with one of my absolute favorite friends in the whole wide world. Her name is Jenna Roth. I was lucky enough to meet this soul in Bali where we both for some reason decided that was the time we were both going to become yoga teachers. And since then Jenna has gone on to become a beautiful yoga teacher. She has also started her own podcast She also works in marketing. She does everything. She's so inspiring. She is a superhuman. And I just want to say, Jenna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That was quite the introduction. It's always so um, fascinating to hear someone else introduce you. I'm like, oh, I do those things. (laughs) Right? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes we just don't take the time to acknowledge ourselves and exactly what it is that we accomplish in life. Thank you for a beautiful introduction and oh, all of that love and admiration mirrored right back at you. I feel the same exact way, just so blessed and grateful that we came into each other's lives uh, when we did and in such a powerful and meaningful way, having spent that time together in Bali, doing our yoga teacher training and just forming this incredible sisterhood that is so apparent from the complete opposite sides of the world. 
Yes, so do you want to tell everybody where you are? She's not in Australia, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I am not in Australia. You may be able to tell from uh, my accent. I am in America. I lived in New York City for many, many years and recently moved out to Los Angeles. I'm currently in Venice Beach, which has been an absolute dream. Um, it speaks so deeply to the power of the elements and nature being so healing, just waking up to the sand and the sun and the sea is incredible. That is my dream. Maybe I need to go to Venice Beach. You are welcome anytime. <laughs> you know that my home is your home. Oh, I want to start this podcast show with just a little bit of a brief history about you, your life, your health and your journey so far because something that you don't know about Jenna guys is she has Lyme's disease and I don't like labeling a disease but something has manifested in her body and it's giving her a whole bunch of symptoms and she is such a light in the universe and it blows my mind that Things like this can happen to absolutely anybody. I always find that when things do go wrong with our health, it is a time for self-reflection. But before we dive into that, let's just talk about your history, your life, and right now where you are. Sure. So uh, I have been so blessed to um, have an extremely healthy body mindset attitude. Um, and I don't like to say up until this point, I still do. I believe that, you know, when people say, how are you doing? I always answer, I'm healing through Lyme. I'm healing through. It's uh, the choice of words and the power that comes with expression makes such a big difference. So I will continue to speak that I am healthy, uh, and I am in so many ways. Um, and prior to being diagnosed with Lyme, uh, I have never had any medical issues uh, before. Um, yeah. I've always had a really strong and stable body, immune system, so much so that I recognize now reflecting back on my life up until this point, I definitely um, pushed myself. I did. Wow. I was someone that woke up at 5am and went on a 40 mile bike ride and then taught 17 classes and was running all over Manhattan from studio to private client to personal practice and never really slowed down. And that was working. Yeah, that was working for me until it wasn't. And I do see this diagnosis as, yes, undoubtedly a challenge and also such a gift and so many lessons that I'm sure we'll get into because if it wasn't for this, who knows if I would have ever slowed down and learned to explore and love and honor my body my energy, my mind, my heart space in a completely new way. That's so amazing. She is thankful for this experience, which is something that just blows my mind uh, because 
I want to really dig into this mindset because I know lots of people listening are suffering with things. And as we spoke about before we started this podcast, I too have had something thrown at me (laughs) when I lost my vision. And it's just like, how are you going to stand up and fight now? Are you going to listen to what the universe is trying to tell you or will you just keep going along as you are and just see what happens? Can you describe Lyme's? What is Lyme's? What are the symptoms? How exactly does it manifest in your body? How did you know that something was going wrong? Sure. Um, Before speaking on my personal journey through this disease, I do want to say that it is so different for everyone. Um, So anything that I share is just my personal experience through this. It is one of those things that is, it lives only in the gray area. It is not black and white. Everyone has different symptoms. It comes about in really bizarre and unique ways. Um, And it's one of the hardest things uh, to diagnose because of that. So for me, yeah, yeah. So for me, um, you, you don't really know uh, how long it's been dormant in your body. Um, I like to tell the story. It's funny. I went to the doctor and uh, when I was diagnosed and he was like trying to figure out uh, where um, this could have happened. And he was like, so where have you been in the last couple of years? And I'm like, well, uh, I went backpacking through Vietnam and Thailand for a month. Um, I lived in Bali for two and a half months during our teacher training. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a yoga festival in Costa Rica where I slept in the jungle for five days. Like the list goes on and on and on. He was like, okay, we're not going to pinpoint this. It's not like, oh, I was here and this is where I got it. So I really had to step into um, a more intuitive place of where do I think I got this intuitively in my body, as well as backtracking some events and where it could may have made the most sense. And I did land on the believe it was in Bali. Um, and uh, I, the, the symptoms started coming up. Um, it was, it was really hard for me to identify because I was going through a lot at that time. I was living in Manhattan during the mayhem of COVID, which was the epicenter of America. The Black Lives Matter movement was happening. The president we had at the time was the president. There was a lot of energetic and emotional stress um, Mm -hmm. happening around me. Uh, I was in a relationship that I wasn't supposed to be in. So when the symptoms first starting, uh, you know, arising, coming up, which were pains in different areas and challenging energies. I attributed it to so many other things that were happening at the time, the things I just mentioned. And being a yoga teacher, I went from teaching, say, for example, five classes in studios where, you know, you'll demo a chair pose or a warrior two every now and then. But for the most part, you're walking around, you're guiding, you're adjusting, you're supporting, you're holding space. So I went from teaching classes in that manner, doing 
very little actual physical activity to pivoting my teachings and um, offerings to the online space where you have to physically demonstrate the mm. entirety of the class. So <laughs> yeah. I thought, okay, this makes sense why my I had pain in my shoulder one day and in my knee another day. But it was really the Lyme beginning to activate. Um, what some common symptoms of Lyme uh, are these really strange moving physical pain through your body. So for example, I'd wake up one morning and my right wrist would be in shooting pain, like up my arm, down my side body. I couldn't open my hand and I had to wear like a wrist brace. And then the next morning it was gone. Like it never happened, which is just so bizarre and something that's really um, hard to explain and identify. And it would go from my right wrist, like to say my left hip. And then the next day it would move. It was this jumping pain around my body. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Uh, But again, I would never in a million years thought, oh, maybe I have a disease. I thought I was just having physical pain as a response to overworking my body by teaching Mm -hmm. online classes to everything that was going on in the world and the city I was living in. And then I traveled for a little bit. Um, I was moving out of New York, uh, went to Mexico. And I believe in Mexico, um, I got COVID. And Lyme is a disease that many co-infections exist. So usually you don't just have Lyme. I got COVID, mono, and Lyme all at the same time. So another place where it was so reflective of how Uh, my prior health condition being so strong and healthy, I could just push through. So I was pushing through, pushing through, pushing through until the universe was like, no, no, no more. You need to figure this out. I got all three of those things was just totally wiped on my ass to the point where I was like, something is, something's going on here. Um, uh, It was suggested to me by different friends, healers, and acupuncturists. Uh, that Lyme could absolutely be an option. I went and got tested and they test for 10 things. Uh, It's a panel of 10 different things for Lyme. If you have, uh, or at least the test that I I, uh, had done, if five out of those 10 things are positive, you're confirmed Lyme case. And I will never forget the doctor called me and he may need to work on his delivery a little bit. He called me and he goes, Oh my goodness. I've, I've never seen this before in my life. 10 out of 10 are positive, like strong positive for you. So uh, right off the bat, I knew I had a pretty intense case. And so we thought maybe there's two types of Lyme. There's acute Lyme and chronic Lyme. Acute Lyme is you get bit by the tick, you see it, you go, you take the antibiotics for a month, maybe two months, you're fine. Chronic is what I have, um, which is pretty much lifelong. You can get it to a point where it's it's dormant, but it never fully goes away. Um, and uh, so the doctors thought maybe, you know, I had acute and it was just a really strong case. 
uh, tried that route and um, that was not the case. That ended up being chronic and I had to transition from primary care to a Lyme specialist. And this is where I want to note something that I just feel so passionate about um, and that needs to be talked about more often is that uh, Lyme in this country, chronic Lyme is not recognized by the CDC. So in order to move forward with treatment, seeing a specialist, getting all of the supplements, holistic care uh, that is required, it is completely out of pocket. So if you are not blessed with the resources to move in that direction in a successful and stable way. I just, I, my heart goes out so much to those people because then that's either going into debt or ignoring the situation altogether. There's not many options there. And um, so I recognize my privilege in this situation fully. I experienced the same thing where when I chose my route of recovery um, after I lost my eyesight, I spent, <laughs> I reckon, in three months close to $10,000. And I just thought every time I was in an office at a doctor's appointment, at a specialist appointment, anywhere that I was I just sat there and I just gave thanks that I was here and that I had the privilege of being here and then I sent out so many wishes to the people that were suffering with what I was suffering that will never be able to be in these offices just because of that which sucks big time and again like you it's such a powerful thing to be grateful to experience these things. Otherwise, we wouldn't have known what we know now. Absolutely. It's such a powerful thing to be grateful for it. And something that as someone who has gone their whole life naturally giving and getting so much pleasure out of giving and supporting and healing, it's also something that, um, interestingly enough, uh, is a bit of a challenge in a way sometimes. Uh, I have the most incredible supportive people in my life from my parents to my friends to my partner that have held me so dearly and beautifully during this time and are giving and giving and giving, whether it's resources, connections, support, time, energy, mm-hmm. and just to have to receive without the ability of like, okay, so what can I do for you then? Or how can I give back this release of there being a balance and in the typical harmony of ebb and flow in your relationships and just surrendering to receiving the gifts yeah. and gratitude and healing is such a powerful lesson in itself. Yeah. Jenna, it's time for your first curveball. Are you ready to play? Oh, yes, I'm ready. (laughs) What is something interesting about you or something that most people have no idea about you? A lot of people, this is such a random one, uh, but it's a curveball. It's a curveball answer. (laughs) Not many people look at me and think that I have um, 
12 piercings and six tattoos. That's right. I even knew you in person and I still didn't believe that you had. (laughs) How do you disguise them all so well? (laughs) They're very little and in very random places. (laughs) (laughs) So true. That's such a good one. How do you deal, Jenna, how do you deal with challenges of limes? How do you deal with that? And what are some key things that you have found help you? Because I believe that sometimes your mindset might feel like it's just super low. Like how do you carry on? Yeah. So I think we mentioned this a little bit uh, previously in the conversation, but just how you frame your mindset, the words that you use, um, the patience that you have for yourself. Uh, I I think that there's so much power in perspective. My dad gifted me the life mantra, attitude is everything. And I stand by that. You know, the, for example, a, a circumstance, can be the same for two people. The person that has a positive mindset going into it can move through that situation in a positive way. Whereas someone that has a more challenging or quote unquote negative mindset going into that same exact situation has a completely polar opposite experience. The situation, the circumstance is exactly the same, but your attitude towards it dictates your destiny. Is your dad positive? Has he got a positive mindset? Yeah, definitely. So I think, um, you know, since being diagnosed, uh, I've undoubtedly have experienced some of the highest highs and pretty deep lows. But through this, I recognized that we typically identify this spectrum of emotion as highs and lows or positive and negative, right? And while the quote unquote lows are wildly and unpredictably challenging, they are also part of our purpose and completeness. So instead of using the term highs and lows, I started referring to this spectrum in my healing process, whether that's out loud to friends, in meditations to myself, or written in my journal, as um, highs and flows, the pain and the lows that move through me. Yes. Uh, Instead, I ask, can I flow with it? Can I trust it? Can I sit with it and be curious as to why it's there and listen to what it's telling me instead of resist it? And of course, I want to note that is so much easier said than done. That's why it's a practice. And some days it's much easier than others to have that approach. Um, But the lessons that come with that are unparalleled, just an everyday practice of flowing with, like I mentioned, so much gratitude for support, um, surrendering to rest, which is something I never had done. Like, for example, um, one of my girlfriends called me uh, 
during a time when I was having a, a really challenging day. And she's like, hi, how are you feeling? What are you up to? It was a Saturday at 2 p.m. And I'm like, I'm just laying in bed. And she was like, I'm sorry <laughs> for the words. I'm just laying in bed. You come out of Jenna Roth's mouth at mm -hmm. 2 p.m. on a Saturday. Like never in a million years would I've ever thought I'd seen the day. I'm like, I know. So surrendering to that rest, um, being patient with the stillness that comes from the rest. And then with all of that, just trying to step deeper into my purpose um, and exploring to love myself in a completely new and different way and trusting every part of the process along the way, trusting when there's those aha moments that click of, wow, I am receiving why this is happening for me. And those moments of, this is really, really hard today. <laughs> and it's, it's challenging energy or it's physical pain or whatever it is, just trusting the process in its completeness and entirety. So interesting. I just had a flashback, so off topic, but so on topic of when we were in Bali and you <laughs> were so amazing. You would wake up super early and go for your jog. And sometimes I'd see you and be like, why are you sweating? What's going on? And you're like, I just went for a run. <laughs> it was like five in the morning. <laughs> Before a full day of yoga and classes and and I just used to think this woman is incredible. I need her motivation and I'm the PT. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that that energy goes anywhere. It's just a practice of redirecting it in a way that serves yes. you so much better and so much more sound and with sustainability and substance yeah too much of something is never a good idea so it's always finding that balance and when you are out of balance I believe that the universe will tell you and if you don't listen it will tell you a little bit louder and then if you don't listen again it will scream it at you until the point where it's like okay it's two o'clock in the afternoon I am going to rest in my bed and be okay with that yeah yeah exactly guess what Jenna do I have another curveball <laughs> it's time for your second curveball <laughs> <laughs> your second curveball is I think you'll love this one what is one of your favorite self-care tips hacks or things that you do so I will have to say uh, there is a technology called Nucom, which is spelled N-U-C-A-L-M. Mm -hmm. And it uses uh, a GABA patch, which you put on your wrist, and binaural beat soundtracks to get you into a parasympathetic state. And this has become a crucial part of my healing process. I do it twice a day, every day, first thing in the morning and then in the afternoon. And it is so phenomenal. Um, it's healing, it's relaxing, 
it uh, just drops you into that deep meditation in a matter of moments. I'll send you a link. Yeah, yeah. and I'll put and that then, in the show notes for sure. Yeah, and then I think just breathing, breathing, finding time to breathe and to, I think about the breath as every inhale, and I, I speak to this in so many of my classes, the breath in is a vehicle to bring in whatever energy you want to ripple through your body. And every breath out is an opportunity to release a little bit of something that you're working on letting go of. So every cycle of breath, that interplay of inhales and exhales is opportunity to bring in whatever you want to manifest into your life, to feel that move through your being. And every exhale, you can soften the muscles in your body. You can let go of some limiting thoughts in the mind and create space in your heart. And then they work together, right? The more that you let go, the more space that you create, the more room there is to bring in something that that serves you more. And that uh, in itself is, I feel like a foundation of the practice of yoga. And I recognize not everyone practices yoga, but everybody breathes. So and also in a time where, um, you know, I can't do many social things right now through this healing process. So in a time where I could feel lonely if I chose to step into that, breathing is so universal that it supports this um, energy of connection, of community. Every living being breathes. So partaking in breath you are connecting to the ecosystem of the world you fascinate me so much i can hear you speak all day you touched on a point that i want to just explore you said that you can't do or partake in many social activities can you give us an example of what and why you can't Of course. Uh, Right now, I just have to be so mindful of my own energy. Um, Lyme is such an energetic-based disease, as all diseases are, and I am not um, in any way undermining the the physical symptoms or anything like that. Uh, And it's it, it for me at least, as I keep mentioning my experience, it's extremely energetic. So uh, with a disease that that um, can take over your energy, you have to preserve and honor and uh, and have a pulse on your energetic state at all times. And so, for example, um, something I can't do right now or choose not to, I guess I could do whatever I wanted, (laughs) but (laughs) I choose not to do is be in a, in a party setting in a really large group of people. That's just energy overload. Um, 
And I'm also someone that, you know, gets very excited and pulled into, into energy and very energetically sensitive. So if I'm in a group of people, I could very easily get energized by the collective energy. And then that would look like me running on adrenaline and I would feel like, oh, okay, I feel good here. This is good. And then I would come home and crash. And it takes a little trial and error to, to get that and to understand that. And through this healing process, I'm like, okay, I think I can do this now. And then I do it, whether it's go to a yoga class, um, go to a, a small gathering. Um, I do it. And then I have to uh, reflect on the experience and decipher whether that was um, a supportive environment for me or not. Like, okay, you know what? That may have been a little too much or, okay, wow, that felt really good. And I still feel really good three days after. So maybe that's something I can reintroduce back into my life again. That is such a huge life shift. Oh, Helen, first going 30 years living in one way and being able to do X, Y, and Z things and all of the sudden out of nowhere without choosing to have to completely recalibrate your entire life and way that you operate in the world is really challenging. Um, and again, a trial and trial and error. Uh, it's you just have to keep playing with it and seeing. It's a lot of um, data collecting, uh, a lot of uh, which I am. That is not my forte. I'm not a data driven person. I'm not a routine driven person. And the healing modalities that I have chosen uh, to to use in this time, a lot of it is regimen and routine. It's doing these holistic uh, healing methods over and over again, every single day. And at first I was so resistant to it. And I was like, why, why am I resisting this? Because it's regimen and routine. And I love to be in flow and free and in the present moment. And so another lesson, recognizing that uh, regimen and routine can provide freedom when sticking to certain things that are there to heal you yeah and support you so you sound like you've learned a lot of lessons the highs and the flows the routine uh, honoring and respecting your body trialing things checking them out is there any other lessons that you have learned along this journey that you will take with you for the rest of your life? I think one is uh, balance. I recognize that I did not have much balance in the previous way that I was moving about my life and my day-to-day activity. And it's really easy in this place where I, you know, uh, for the sake of my health and being energetically sensitive and having a lot of discernment with how I use my energy. I think in order to honor 
that balance moving forward to stick with those practices. Even if I get back to feeling quote unquote, 100% or my new 100%, whatever you want to call it, that these lessons and practices were put into my life for a reason and to stay true to all of that as I reintegrate back into hopefully a more normal type of a uh, day-to-day think this would all be for nothing if I didn't right yeah and it would be it would be easy to let them to let those things slip away again um to let the excitement take over and like oh I I I can do this on a muscular level again I can I could do five yoga classes a day and I'm going to remember and honor this time and choose not to to live a more balanced holistic sustainable life uh, especially in terms of energy to, you know, it's, a, it's to be selfish with your own energy and health is in the long run being selfless because you can only show up for the people that you love the most and that you want to support and uh, care for if you yourself are your priority. Did you change anything with your diet? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> oh, I thought, let's just touch on this. Let's talk about that journey. Sure. So diet uh, was um, something that I have to give my partner, Celine, so much credit for. Um, he had me on this diet before I was even seeing a specialist. And then uh, this month later, when I ended up with my specialist, this was the exact diet that um, he had me on. And it is what uh, people sometimes refer to as keto. Uh, but I think that that has a lot of um, kind of negative connotations that people uh, connect to that sometimes. Really what it is, is Um, having a diet that produces ketones in your body, which are healing on a cellular level. So with the power of what you choose to eat as fuel, you can put your body in the best possible place to do the restoration and the repair that it can naturally do on its own. Um, So what that diet includes is um, no carbs, uh, no sugar. And then because of, um, specifically lime, which is very inflammatory, no dairy, um, because dairy is extremely inflammatory. Uh, and, uh, that's harder than it seems at first because there's sugar and carbs and fruit, and in so many to eat and sauces, it has, uh, really opened me up to, asking about every single ingredient that is in something to doing much more cooking on my own to reframing my relationship with food and eating as a source of fuel and love. And I, you know, I was a healthy eater before this, but ensuring that everything is just so clean and so natural. Uh, The last thing I will touch on is that I was pescatarian before this and um, I, uh, it was 
suggested to me by not only my doctor, uh, but many healers that I work with to reintroduce meat during this time. Um, and of course, obviously super clean and responsibly uh, sourced, uh, but that was challenging for me, for my mind to get around at first. And it comes back to the point that I just brought up is you have to do what's best for you. Like I was like, if I need to eat some meat to heal, I'm going to do that during this time. And maybe that's something that I bring forward. Maybe I will continue to eat meat every now and then. And maybe I let it go once I'm back in a stable place. Not a decision I need to make now, uh, but something that, yeah, has um, those those two things, the the producing ketones and then reintroducing meat. Wow, yeah, I was wondering, because I know you and how holistic you are and nutrition is all a piece of the puzzle. It's time for your last curveball, Jenna. Are you ready to play? Yay, I am. When was your last random act of kindness? I will say um, every time I pass a homeless person, I don't know if this is like a random act of kindness. It's more of a practice. Every time I pass a homeless person, I just um, in my head do a little uh, loving kindness meditation. Like, may you be well, may you be happy, may you live with ease and peace. And uh, there, there, there are qu- quite a bunch of homeless people in Venice. So <laughs> sometimes I just say it like to all of them at once. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd say that's, that's a, more of a daily, a daily act of kindness practice. That's amazing. And this is why you heal so well, because you give so much to others. I have one more question before you go. Yeah. Even though I can talk to you for hours. But (laughs) what is your advice for anyone listening that gets diagnosed or is diagnosed with a mystery illness that manifests in its mysterious way? What can you offer? Trust the process. And I even write those three letters like in journals, on notebooks, sometimes on my hand, T-T-T. P, maybe I'll get another little seventh tattoo of those letters <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Trust the process. And again, so much easier said than done. Um, that and be curious. Um, be curious as to diet. Uh, uh, try new things. Be curious as to doctors. Be curious to connect with other people that have gone through or are going through a similar type of experience. Be curious as to what other healing options are out there for you, Um, whether that's Western, whether that's Eastern, whether it's a combination of both and um, stay true to yourself, especially when it comes to health. There are so many people that have so many suggestions and directions and advice. And while you should be curious as to what those are. Take what feels good. Trust your intuition and leave what doesn't. It's not a one size fits all journey. It is so gray. So um, continue to whatever the practice is that 
leads you there, continue to come back home to yourself every single day, whether that's through meditation, journaling, yoga, a few deep breaths, continue to walk back home to your heart space, to the center of yourself every single day and trust that process. So beautiful. I hope those of you listening have received a lot of value from today's chat and if you would like the beautiful Jenna back so we can delve deeper into some of these topics just let me know in the comments. Jenna thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much and I would like to uh, just offer my Instagram handle it's J N. R-O-T-H. If anyone has any questions um, or would like any support or resources that I may have that I can pass along, that is part of this whole thing, being there as a global community for each other. Um, so if there's any, any way that I can support others through this time, uh, please feel free to reach out. I may not get back to you right away because social media and just detoxing and phone detachment is a massive part of healing as well. <laughs> right. When I see it, I will. Yes. When I see it, I will respond. <laughs> Definitely. I will put all of Jenna's links in the show notes as well as her YouTube channel. <laughs> She's got some wicked things on her YouTube, some classes that I still do in the comfort of my own home connect with her guys she is a light in the universe we are so blessed to have jenna on this universe right back at you this has been so wonderful you so beautifully hold space and ask such intentional questions with those few curveballs which are just <laughs> so fun and uh, keep doing what you're doing because it matters and i listen and um I'm so grateful to be a guest on your wonderful platform. What is the name of your podcast before you go? So we can pop that in the sure. show notes too. Yeah, it's Pause, Pivot, Play. And what's a brief outline of your podcast? Yeah, it's a storytelling platform um, for mental health awareness. I will put a link to that too, guys. You've got to get on it. She just launched it this year. It's going off and the more support that she gets, the more lives that she can impact and change because that's what you do. You're, you're a healer from the moment that I met you. You just have this special energy. And <laughs> I remember in our last yoga exam, you and I both took the starting part of the yoga class because we're so, <laughs> we're such storytellers and we just want to heal 100%. everybody. <laughs> and I was in your class thinking, I love this. I wish we were so much closer so that I could always be in your presence. Same. But like we said, we'll do this more often just to, Hang out. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I'll talk to you soon, Jen. Hey, I love you so much. The feeling is mutual. Isn't she just adorable? Guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I love her mindset around this dis-ease that is manifesting in her body. And I hope it has inspired you 
on your journey if you are also suffering with a condition or a disease in the body and I hope it just gives you a little bit more encouragement and hope that there is a beautiful light at the end of this tunnel for you in whatever way that pans out for you and your life. Thank you times infinity for spending time with me. It really means a lot. Putting yourself first will really help escalate your goals, your dreams, and I love being on the journey with you. So make sure you come and tell me on my Instagram at whole health, which is H-O-L underscore health and comment below this podcast photo to share your thoughts on my show today and if you enjoyed it please leave me a five-star review on itunes or spotify so that i can keep bringing amazing value to you i'm sending you truckloads of love power and joy bye for now ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.